0: Everything is saturated. Right. (laughs) Yes. You know, I think that, you know, starting is how you might not know what's going to set you apart before you start. Like I didn't, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do when I first started. I had to learn about myself. I had to learn about my design. And then as it went on, I started reading, I started learning and I figured it out. But again, I was just following my passion to start. And I think Mm -hmm. if you have that passion, if you have something in you that's pushing you towards this, that passion is going to be the thing that sets you apart. You'll figure it out.
2: Have you ever just had a little feeling deep down inside that you knew, you knew you had to pursue an idea or a passion and you weren't sure why, you weren't sure how, but your gut was saying, yes, (laughs) that's precisely exactly what happened to our guest today, Veronica Payne.
1: Yeah, from deciding to switch colleges so she could surround herself with the energy and passions that she was actually craving, to having an epiphany at the jewelry counter at Bloomingdale's, <laughs> this fierce model-turned-entrepreneur has been following her intuition from day one to grow a unique and so beautiful jewelry brand, Oraana.
2: So in this episode, you will not want to miss... Do's and don'ts when developing your own product, how the Oriana community has grown her brand, the truth behind saturated markets and how to actually really stand out and also breaking limiting beliefs from corporate to ditch imposter syndrome as an entrepreneur.
1: And who knows, this might just be the episode you need for that epiphany you're waiting for to just like go out and build that brand community. Yes, girlfriend. So let's dive on in. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are so delighted to be here with Ms. Veronica Payne, founder and designer of Aura Anna. Say hello to everyone, Veronica.
2: Hi everyone. Thank you guys for having me. Yay. So excited. You took the time out of your super busy schedule to come hang and (laughs) chat and spill all the tea. So let's go ahead and dive in. Could you share a little bit about your background? Like what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship? Just your whole journey.
0: My whole journey. Okay.
2: As (laughs) much as you
0: want to share, (laughs) but okay. So I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I actually went to college with Alex and that's how I'm familiar with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually left that school because I was more of like, I guess, a free spirit. I was just kind of like, okay, I have to get my degree, but maybe I don't have to do it here. I kind of want to be more in a community that has accessibility to fashion. I wanted to be in New York, Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was modeling at the time. And then one day, like so I would go shopping, quote unquote, every weekend kind of it was just more about being in soho meeting people that's where the young people went during that time i'm sure they probably still go there now um, but it was just more about being in the scene so i was shopping that was an excuse um, <laughs> i was in a bloomingdale's it's like the same bloomingdale's i've been in a million times and then for some reason the display cases with the jewelry in them i spent two or three hours literally just looking at the jewelry and making stories up in my head about why the designers had made these collections and i was like what is going on I text or called one of my best friends at the time. And I was like, you won't believe what happened to me. I don't know what's going on. I never paid attention to jewelry before. I was super simple. I'd wear like a bracelet and studs. Um, and I was like, you have to, I don't know what this means, but it means something. And I was yeah. sure of it. You were I'd feeling you.
1: feeling something from the jewelry.
0: <laughs> For sure. So she told me that she had a friend who was a little bit older, probably in her thirties at that time. Um, who was a very high-end luxury jewelry designer, and she was looking for an assistant or help. And I said, sure, like put me in contact, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Um, From there, it just kind of like kept rolling, you know? So I was like, okay, this must mean something. I'm all about signs. I was like, this means something that is coming so easily in the beginning. Um, Let's just do this. And I just found so much love in like creating the pieces. It was really difficult at first. Um, It's a male dominated industry but I just, I couldn't give up. So I just kept going with it. And then after working with her, I decided to kind of branch out on my own.
2: And that's how I got here now. That's amazing. I, I love your, your whole journey. <laughs> your whole I story. That quick. I'm surprised. <laughs> that's very impressive. Actually. That's I, I love that. You just, you followed just your, your heart and your spirit time after time. And, and just really paid attention to why am I being led here? What is, what is it about this thing that's pulling me in? And lo and behold, you have this, this connection that's been able to transform really your whole trajectory since. So that's that's really incredible. So amazing. Thank you for sharing.
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm definitely a feeling person. It's like a yeah. go with the gut kind of instinct thing. I don't Intuit. think I'm going to yeah. steer you wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think too, to have the kind of like determination and persistence to continue with that feeling you know like Mm -hmm. it started in college with you like I know I need to get my degree but I know like this isn't the place for me and then following your gut like okay that's New York and now you're in New York and you're you're at Bloomingdale's and you're following your gut like I don't know what this is but something's calling to me and and taking the initiative to to tell Mm -hmm. someone too that you had this idea and then following your gut again and and being connected with someone and and going from assistant to doing it yourself I mean I love, love, love that you followed your spirit, but I also really think it's so important to add to that, like following your spirit, listening to your gut, but also like being persistent with, with your dreams and, and what you mm-hmm. want to do. And it, it's clear that, that you did that. Uh, well, let's let's get into building a business. Get into some of the fun stuff. So we talked about you know you creating jewelry. What what advice can you give to women who are interested in developing their own sort of of product?
0: So the first thing I would say is to start. The hardest part <laughs> for me is starting. I was like halfway doing it, kind of doing it, but you have to start and you have to fail fast. So you have to get these like trial and error things out of the way. It's experience, you know, just being also a uh, informed customer when you have to work with other businesses, business to mm. business, especially in the jewelry industry. Um, like I said, it's very male dominated. People will try to take advantage of you if you're a young woman. Um, but if you come in informed and you're knowing what you want and you're saying what you want and not accepting any less, um, you know, you'll probably get what you want. It might take one <laughs> or people, but it'll be a much shorter road than if you kind of are being a little bit too timid or you're just kind of halfway doing it. And for um, people who are making, building something tangible, I would say for me, the hardest part was finding manufacturing. Mm. Um, And that's definitely about, you have to ask around, you have to get (sighs) references. It's like Yelp, like anything you you have to have references. Um, So that's also about, you know, connecting with people who are in your field. And like, I had a mentor. So I had this woman who, Her name's Jessica Robinson. She's great. If you look her up, Um, she had been through all the things that, you know, I had gone through. So it's great to have someone who can lend you advice. If you don't have that again, start and fail fast, because that's how you're going to get moving and get the things done that you need.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice. So many good things. Yeah. And we've had a lot of, um, well, a lot, but uh, podcast guests in the similar space of B2B, um, working with other entrepreneurs who have a product to sell. And they said the same thing that, you know, you have to be informed. You have to know your numbers. You have to know what you're pitching. You have to come correct. And then also being persistent and not taking, not taking no for an answer that first time and and just mm-hmm. really coming back.
0: <laughs> you have to follow up. Like um, there's something I was reading today. Cause I'm always reading about, you know, marketing and best ways to market yourself. It's mm-hmm. um, they said, take a no as a maybe yes later. So they're just Mm -hmm. saying no for now, but in the future, it might be a yes. So just keep following up. Don't be annoying, but follow up.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think anybody like with a sales background or probably an entrepreneurship knows the fortunes and the follow-up mm-hmm. and that can be really scary when you're just starting out. It may feel super uncomfortable, super weird, but the more experience, like you said, first right off the bat, the more you do that and get that under your belt, the easier it becomes to follow up and the easier it also is to hear no right. and and keep going. Um, but I, I really love what you said about you have to start and you have to fail fast. Um, that was definitely a, a huge takeaway. I'm already walking away with, as <laughs> well as as the whole idea. You know, not just finding manufacturing, but really anything in your business. Asking around, having references, mm-hmm. having a mentor in your corner that can help guide you through through those errors and and through the the nose. That's huge. And and we always teach the importance of having that community in your corner. You know, not just for for getting experience, but also for up-leveling your income, up-leveling your visibility. Mm-hmm. And, and we know you can't grow a successful business without that community. And, and in the long run, your customers, they become your community. Yeah, of I'm sure you've experienced. So can you tell us how you've grown community around your brand and how it's played a role in your growth?
0: There's so many ways. Like right now I can think of probably five different ways community in like recent like in the last few days have helped me. Um, I'd say as far as customers, just, you know, if you're on Instagram and I'm sharing things, people will give you their opinion. Um, and then, you know, the Instagram surveys, like in your stories, like people love doing the polls. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my on Ana woman, my consumers, they feel like they have some ownership in aura Like if they're helping to make it, they can't not love it. So yeah. I love um, asking them their opinion, you know, What about this stone or this um, colorway? What do you prefer? Um, So they're definitely helping to build the brand for sure. And word of mouth, like I find myself sometimes on write-ups and lists for magazines and I'm like, how do these people even know I exist? (laughs) And it's because people are telling other people. And I'm just like, Buzzfeed? Like what, like usually people have to pitch for these things, you know? So it's like, how is this coming to me? And it's because of other people. And then I'd say um, during this quarantine with all the Black Lives Matter stuff, that community that has like built up around that to help small Black-owned female businesses, it's been amazing how much mm-hmm. encouragement and revenue I've gotten, like people just supporting, really like supporting with their dollars and euros and even, you know, not even just in America.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that community has been really great. Even um, another thing, there's um, this company called the Doe Collective and they their platform is an online e-commerce website for women-owned brands. And actually i just found out um yesterday that i won a grant from them just a small business grant but oh wow
2: congrats amazing
0: thank you but it's just like so many people coming together that's your community i have friends who help me with my facebook and instagram ads it's just it's very uplifting and it's encouraging and it makes you feel like even if i'm here plugging away by myself because we can't go outside and i feel like nobody's seeing it nobody's caring Somebody comes up and they do share. They they're just like, "I see what you're doing. I support you," and it keeps it pushes you. It keeps you going.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. Like, just the the importance of community around up feeling uplifted, feeling encouraged, having someone in your corner, like keeping you going. And as a business owner, even thinking of your customers as community, it, it helps you to show up and want to show up for them, right? When you have people coming back to you and saying, I love this, I love this stone, I love this chain, please, you know, make more. And then when you have other like-minded consumers or even like-minded business owners, you know, like other black women wanting to support you or black men, you know, having a black community behind you, like, mm-hmm. like you said, it just makes such such a big difference in the growth of your business when you feel uplifted and encouraged around your own mission because you have that mutual support. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I really believe that collaboration, especially in, you know, 2020, whatever, it's the name of the game. Like even Mm -hmm. coming on here on people's podcasts, you have to want to collaborate and share other people's stories or else it's not gonna work. Mm
1: -hmm. You have like,
0: I mean, so I would guess I would consider myself an introvert. Um, So when I'm making my jewelry, that's really me sharing a piece of myself. And then when other people see it and they're like, oh my God, I love this. And they love it just as much as I am. It's kind of like, oh wow, they see me and they like me. You know? <laughs> it's kind of like, I just I made a new it. friend. Um, so it really is like emotional and it's a connection for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm a fellow introvert, also a creative. And when you pour your heart and soul into creating something, and like you said, someone sees that and it resonates with them, you do. you, you do feel that validation. And I'm, Alex knows like words of affirmation they're my love language mm-hmm. uh, for those reasons exactly but i i also want to say i love how you you really give your community and your audience you know you, you said that they're they're helping build the brand mm. and and you want them to have ownership in your brand and you're really giving them a seat you know on your board of directors like your community that you're uplifting and i just absolutely love that and i think that's something that we will continue to take with us and She Shines and just framing it like that. Um, I love that. So thank you. I love and how you frame
0: it, it, board of directors. with <laughs> 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 <That> me. <would be. laughs>
1: so, I it. love this. I was <laughs> going to say, so I'm also going to take that with me because I've been showing Ryan. I'm like, which one do you like? Hint, hint. I would like a gift coming up and, uh, but now I'm going to tell him. you know, this is the board of directors. So if you give your opinion and, and buy, buy me something, a little something, something, there we go. <laughs> maybe they will maybe that will change his mind. I got to be more, more explicit with it. <laughs> if you're listening, Ryan, I want a necklace. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's talk about the jewelry industry. You said it, it is a male dominated industry and it, it can be considered pretty tough, to break into, um, you, you have built such a unique space for yourself in this industry. So what, in addition to having this really strong community behind you, what else would you attribute to the success of Orana from standing out from other, you know, jewelry makers in, in this business?
0: So I don't want to make it seem, it's all about me, but I do think it is all about you, girl. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everyone is a one of one, right? So whatever I'm designing, it can't come from anyone else because it's from my stories, from my feelings. So whatever you have to contribute, it makes whatever you're contributing is unique to you. So, I mean, nobody else can duplicate that. So I do think that that someone's relating to what I'm producing, obviously. Um, And I've taken time and experience. I've learned so much. Um, I'm coming out with my second collection. I think it really shows the growth from the first to second. And I want people to see that. So you're coming along with me on my story and my journey, and then you're taking pieces of it and kind of turning it into your own. It's, you know, you're taking it with you on your story. I'm really into heirlooms. I don't know how we got here, but I'm really into heirlooms and, you know, passing down stories and the stories keep going. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think that because it's coming from me and I'm one of one that makes it unique in its own right. Also outside of that, and especially with the new collection, the quality, the quality and the, unique design. So I think a lot of brands I see, if if you're at a certain price point, it becomes kind of run of the mill design. Mm -hmm. The quality might be really good, but the design is lacking because I feel like you have to give and take. Um, And then if you get to really high, um, fine jewelry, you get both, you get design, you get quality. For my price point, I'm really trying to give it fine jewelry design where you have really um, unique ideas but also getting the great quality where it's gold vermeil and it's silver. So it's not, it's no longer gold plated. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to last you for a while but also you're getting unique design. Mm-hmm. So it's not just mm-hmm. going to be something you see where three stores on Instagram are selling it. You know, I want it to look and feel like fine jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would think those are two things that really set me apart among, there's probably other things but those are two things I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure, for sure. And you know, going back to that whole concept of, of heirlooms, I, I, I think that's such a, a great way to, to think about it. And you said earlier too, how collaboration is the name of the game. And when you're able to really give a part of yourself through your product, yours being jewelry, then that is a collaboration in and of itself. You know, like it's it's a partnership between you and, and the person wearing your piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think this whole all ties together through collaboration, through community, through, you know, partnership and, and yeah, you being willing first and foremost to like, you know, bold enough really to, to go forward and, and share that part of yourself with someone else. Um, cause if that hadn't happened, someone wouldn't have found that like, you, they, they wouldn't have had a reason to, to receive that part. So yeah, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like, I mean, it's clear that you did your market research because you have mm-hmm. to, to know, you know, what, if I'm going to create like a necklace or a bracelet or a pair of earrings, how is this going to stand out right from everything else I'm seeing on Instagram or everything else I'm seeing, you know, in the store. And, and I love how you framed it of, you know, doing this breakdown between quality, between design and between price point point. and okay, like where does Orana fit into that and and i love how you can either like check all the boxes or make yourself like completely stand outside of what those boxes are checked or what everyone else is doing to really make sure that you are delivering a unique product or you are delivering a product that's going to stand out from, like you said, you know, other gold jewelry that you might see on Instagram and even the fact that it is supposed to last, that you want people to be able to share this, right? That you want them to have these unique designs and quality on top of all of that. Like, I I really, really love that you said that because I think a lot of times our community can get stuck on the, like, how am I different? How am I different from everyone else in the same market and taking the time to actually assess you know, what else is out there and how you fit in or how you don't fit in. Like, like you said, it is so key to, to the success of your business, you know, along with the beautiful community that, that you've built behind your brand as well. So yeah, thank you for sharing that.
0: But again, I would say just to add to that, that's something that I don't think you should deter you from entering the market by saying, oh, right. it's too saturated, everybody's doing it. I mean, everything is saturated. Right, you know, <laughs> yes. You know, I think that, you know, like again, starting, is how you might not know what's going to set you apart before you start. Like I didn't, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do when I first started. I had to learn about myself. I had to learn about my design. And then as it went on, I started reading, I started learning and I figured it out. But again, I was just following my passion to start. And I think Mm -hmm. if you have that passion, if you have something in you that's pushing you towards this, that passion is going to be the thing that sets you apart. You'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But you know that you have that. And so that's, that's enough,
2: I think.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You, you mentioned like learning about yourself, learning about design, right? Like all of these things help to find your unique voice in, in the space of the jewelry industry. Do you have any recommendations for other women in this, in this, well, not in the same space, but other maybe women entrepreneurs who are looking to find themselves or looking to find that unique voice, like different, do you have any strategies or recommendation on things that they can do to help get them to to that place
0: so my strategy might be a little bit off because (laughs) i wouldn't say like go read a design book go read this about jewelry and how you can i would say to learn about yourself as a person like i like to my self-care is reading i like to learn about things that may be related to me like i just finished reading the book homegoing um i learned a lot of things about myself that i might not have known Mm -hmm. and then just reading books that if you're into fashion um reading books that take place in different time period in a different place because there's so much fashion that comes with culture and time periods and it's like oh you read about something and they're describing a fashion or something that was going on at that time you do some research and you're like oh i love this so like i mean when i first started my first collection i was obsessed with like european dress and you know 16 15th century And I was obsessed with the show Rain and all I wanted (laughs) was to get my jewelry on this show. (laughs) I stalked the costume designer on Instagram, on social media, I literally stalked her. And then finally one day she wrote me or she responded to a comment or something. And she said, you know, send me these earrings. We'll buy them for wholesale price. I was obsessed. I got on the show. I was, you know, you just, you figure out things about yourself and then you can design around that aesthetic things that you really love. And that's what's going to push you and make you passionate about creating the pieces. So I would say literally just learning about yourself, your personality traits, things -hmm. that you enjoy, and that'll help push your passion.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So kind of shifting gears just a little bit and, and chatting about, um, Oh, your mindset, I guess. And, you know, cause we, we know the entrepreneurial journey, there are so many ups and downs <laughs> in this. Like, we know you didn't just get into the jewelry business immediately overnight, see success, right? <laughs> um, there's imposter syndrome. There's so many roadblocks like that. We know you've experienced. What is your advice on pushing through specifically that imposter syndrome? Because we know our community out there is that is something that is a huge roadblock. Mm -hmm. Um, so on your own journey, how have you managed to deal with and possibly maybe overcome imposter syndrome, or is that something that still creeps up for you?
0: Yeah. So at one point I had it very badly, imposter syndrome, like in the beginning, because also when you're doing something, when you're first starting something, you still have to have income, right? So Mm -hmm. I was modeling at one point I don't think people know this that like I had a full-time job in accounting at one point so I was doing my accounting work no and jewelry. but if people ask me what I do I don't want to say I'm doing accounting because that's not you know I want to push what my you know what I I want to be I want to say about what I'm aspiring to be what is you know what is the end goal mm-hmm. so I tell them I'm a jewelry designer but I felt kind of like a fraud almost like mm you know, don't ask me any more about it, almost, you know, <laughs> then they want to see proof. They want to, you know, do you want to see like my revenue, everything, Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to see my books?
1: <laughs> Show me the receipts. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, um, I mean, you just got to keep on Do I, you know, and there was times where in my accounting job, something bad would happen. And literally I was one time in the hallway by the elevator on the floor crying because something like one of my manufacturers kind of, you know, was attempting to rip me off, luckily I got my money back, but just on the floor crying. And oh, no. kind of those things made me feel like, oh, I know I'm a jewelry designer because I could probably get fired for this <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, on the hallway for this, but you know, that this is what is meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think you have to keep going. I mean, now I still deal with it somewhat, but when I'm sitting here and I'm plugging away and then when things happen, like the Doe grant, it's like, okay, there's some legitimacy to this. People are seeing what I'm doing. I am actually doing it. It's like mm-hmm. these little reminders when you get write-ups, when you get press polls. it's like, okay, there are little reminders. Because I think the problem is when you have a full-time job, there are some measurements, you're like, oh, I got a raise, okay, oh, I got a bonus. There's mm-hmm. a measurement, to, oh, here's my paycheck. To saying, okay, mm-hmm. I am doing this. I'm going up some kind of ladder, some imaginary mm-hmm. ladder. And if you're a you know, self-employed person, you might not have that imaginary mm-hmm. ladder. So it's the little For things sure. you have to count and hold on to to just remind yourself that you're doing it. You know, um, even the small, you know, I'm sure we all have checklists, we have monthly goals. You have to count mm-hmm. that so even if there was not a, you know, a monetary exchange for this, that it is getting you closer to your goal. And that's part of the aura on mm-hmm. a mantra. Like we really wanna push women to celebrate themselves as work in progress and know that every little thing that they like, every small step they're taking to achieving their goals is worth celebrating. You don't have to wait until when, like when you get that promotion, when you get married, when you meet this guy, just celebrate yourself for, especially in the times now for making these little steps.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I have full body chills just resonating with, (laughs) with your story. It took me back to my speech therapy days and people would ask me what I would do. And eventually like at first it was, I'm a speech therapist and a health coach. And then over time, it like flipped. I'm a health coach and I'm also, Mm -hmm. you know, pediatric speech therapist. Um, But like gaining that confidence and and now as a full-time photographer, like being in a service-based industry, like I can definitely relate to the fact that it's, it's not a ladder, it's not a salary. It is very much a giant wave of, of income. And so when you Mm -hmm. attach your, your worth, your value as an entrepreneur, as a person to your financial goal, like that can be very destructive to your mindset and just constantly feel like you're being beat upside the head. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can,
0: which is a scarier part, you know, it's more coming internally from you. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not the best feeling.
2: No, it's, it's absolutely not. So, so your advice to really grasp, you know, take inventory of every single win. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's part of your whole, your whole culture and your whole community and your whole mission is to encourage others to celebrate those wins because it's so needed. It is so needed.
0: And again, you say community, have people around you who are going to be your fan and cheer you on Mm -hmm. and let you know that you're doing great. Mm -hmm.
2: For sure for sure. Alex is that person for me.
1: <laughs> most, most days. Thanks. You too. <laughs> I know Ryan doesn't even ask him or he's like, oh, you're talking to Anna Laura. And I'm sure Cody is the same. Like, Oh, are you oh, sending, yeah. sending Alex another message?
2: Doesn't even question anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be
2: overall your number one piece of advice for entrepreneurs. I know we kind of started this at the beginning. It was just start, you know, fail forward. What would be your number one advice on and like the biggest lesson that you've learned in your journey so far? Cause it is far from over, you know?
0: So I have something that was a meme and I look back where it's like hindsight and it's something I'm, I'm still working on now and I'm learning, um, I don't know how it's not hundred percent true because they're so here's what it is so um it was don't work for one day with someone who you can't see yourself working with over like a lifetime or long period of time something Mm -hmm. like that it's like inside again it's going with feeling and I've learned this so much I've wasted so much time just kind of trying to be nice and being you know well maybe this will work out with this person Mm -hmm. you know you know It feels wrong and they're a little bit rude and obnoxious, but you know, I, I need to get this done. So let me just do this and it'll, it'll figure itself out. And I understand that there are times when you need to grow through things. And that might include working with people who you don't necessarily see eye to eye with, but don't like torture yourself and don't Mm -hmm. waste time because, um, I, I know I've wasted a lot of time and I've learned, so it's not a complete waste, but, just try to be um, decisive and know what you want. Again, be an informed customer, know what you want, know who you're looking to work with and make those decisions, make decisions mm-hmm. quick and be strong about it. Um, and yeah, if somebody rubs you the wrong way, it's probably not going to change. It might get worse once you involve money and time <laughs> and effort. So don't spend a lot of time on that. Just kidding.
1: Yeah, that is great advice. I mean, you touched on like the three most important things as an entrepreneur, right? Your time, your energy, and your money. And if someone is wasting all three, it's time to say goodbye. But but that is a lesson that, and even for ourselves, like it took us a while to learn that because like you said, you want to be nice and and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And maybe you're going to try again. And I think as you, you get your processes in check and and you learn who your community is and and you have your mindset, right? Like it's so much easier, easier for you to make that decision of like, okay, am I going to pursue this relationship? Or I just, I know myself and this is just not, not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing everything, All all the things with us on building community around your brand and your journey to from that fateful day in Bloomingdale's (laughs) to where you are now. And ladies, please head to the show notes and and check out Veronica's jewelry line because she has some amazing, amazing pieces that that we know you'll love. So tell everyone, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where they can connect with you?
0: So you can connect with me personally on my Instagram. It's Veronica with a K underscore P-A-Y-N-E, Veronica Payne on Instagram. And then for jewelry, ORAANA official, O-R-A-A-N-A official on Instagram and Auraana.com to shop.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And what are you working on right now? You said something about a collection. What's going on? Yeah. So actually, oh, you can't see it now, but yeah. <laughs>
0: so I um, just finished perfecting my collection i'd say i'm so excited about it (laughs) yeah congrats i I know i'm biased but i think it's (laughs) the greatest thing in the world because you know i'm not i have a psychology degree i you know i was just putting my foot in the water of design and so my first collection was like okay i think i can do this i came up with things sometimes that just were like they were great but in reality, they weren't actually possible as jewelry. So I had to go figure out, okay, I can't actually make this without would be great in a different world. Um, now I have the experience, you know, I know what I want to say and I'm saying it. It's bolder mm. for sure. Um, the quality, it's been upgraded um, yes. and I just, I'm just really excited about it. So that'll be dropping soon. I'm hoping at the end of this month I'll start dropping like the first few pieces I am switching my website over to Shopify so that I can offer payment plans, um, flexible payment for my customers, you know, after pay, all those options. Um, and just everything, the packaging has been upgraded, everything, it's just, you know, I'm just excited about all of it. And I can't wait for my customers to get their packages and to just see everything, especially my, um, you know, I have some loyal customers that have been with me from the beginning and they're already, they've been seeing the growth. And I'm just so excited
1: for
0: them
2: to see this. Oh good! God, that's so awesome. So oh, excited exciting. to see. And be sure to check out her site, this new collection in the show notes. We have linked that for y'all so you can shop. <laughs> but before we let you go. We do this with all of our guests. We have a rapid fire question round. So the scene is that you're in a coffee shop, getting your favorite coffee beverage and a girl taps you on the shoulder. She says, Oh my goodness. I'm literally wearing your designs right now. Veronica, I've been following you for a long time and I've been dying to ask you three questions and then I'll pay for your beverage. Her first question is what is your favorite way to connect with new people?
0: Hmm. (laughs) honestly okay so when I travel before I travel anywhere and this is where I love social media a lot of times I'm sick of it but I love social media because if I'm going to London or something I'll figure out a place where I want to go and I'll see like the um, people who have been there when you look up the locations Mm -hmm. and if I don't want to you know if I don't want to be somewhere by myself I like to travel a lot by myself but when I get there I like to know people and go to the good places so I'll just contact random people most of the time women and say hey I'm gonna be in your city, country, state, whatever it is, uh, do you want <laughs> like, uh,
1: to hang out? I love that. Are you Miss Introvert? <laughs> hmm. I said, look at you, Miss Introvert.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a little weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can go both ways sometimes,
0: but yeah, I'm just like, I'm good one on one. So I'll just be like, yeah, um, let's hang out. And I've met so many people. I have friends that I've had. A lot of my closest friends I've met on MySpace or Instagram. <laughs> Yes. And they just hang around, you know,
1: <laughs> I love it. Get rid of them. <laughs> I love it. Showing your age there with my space, but, uh, let- <laughs> just kidding. We're in the same boat. Uh, second one, second question she has is how can I create community in my life or business?
0: I would say that you have to a little bit, um, you have to reach out. I mean, even if, if it's in the simplest way, um, There's so many groups you can join, whether Mm -hmm. it's online or when the world opens, there's like meetups you can do, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, just find people who maybe have similar interests and make a first little step. It could be the smallest steps. I mean, I know she shines has meetups, right? You guys have events Mm -hmm. and you Mm go there and people are there to literally facilitate you meeting people. So all you have to do is go and show up. (laughs) That's right. You know, when you get there, everybody (laughs) else has the same goal is you well, yeah. it's so much easier to just say hi you know <laughs>
2: and it'll come yeah we have done the hard part for you <laughs> her last question is how do you get your fill of girl talk oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they have to be with my real friends okay because I have so many tv friends like I love the housewives shows and I feel like that's <laughs> my girl talk for me I'm like yeah. I love it she was messy. I don't yeah. know what was going on. Like I'm talking to the TV. My boyfriend <laughs> thinks I'm crazy. Oh, and my boyfriend also is great. Girl talk. <laughs> so I'll talk back to the TV. But then also I have my best friend from New York and we just text all day, every day. Um, so that's enough for me. Like I don't yeah. need too much. <laughs> easy going.
1: That sounds amazing. amazing. Sounds perfect. Real housewives, <laughs> best friend and the boyfriend. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Veronica, so much for, for coming On this podcast with us, sharing your journey and all of your advice, everyone, don't forget to go on and check the show notes so you can connect with her and and snag yourself a really beautiful piece of jewelry. And until the next time, ladies, keep shining.